Good morning, everyone. It's Monday. Uh, I'm just back from British Columbia. I have got my brown partner in crime, Frank Peralta, with me. Yo. And on the mic, I've got a super good friend and uh, one of those guys that really it's just fun to be around all the time. And he's really good at killing shit, uh, Bart Lancaster. Hey, good morning, Aaron, and good morning, Frank. Good morning. So I, I was just up with Bart in British Columbia at his area, um, and I I got a ton of questions about the hunt and how the uh, works with the dogs and the walking bay ups and a ton of questions about Bart. So we're going to be a little bit all over the place with this just because I got so much feedback from the, the hunt and you questions. Know my, you know, my Aaron, you know my favorite part about you just coming up? Hmm. Is the fact that you didn't bring Frank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh Lord! We've already Frank doesn't know this. Well, he kind of knows. We've already got, got Frank booked out for a lynx mountain lion for this winter. So oh hell yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, it looks like you guys were it's pretty. Gonna, it's going to be fun. We're going to isolate him and leave him out in the wilderness and see how he can survive <laughs> in minus thirty. We're going to call it First Columbia alone. I've got a. <laughs> I've got Native American blood, some some sorts. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just, just let me get a just let me get a stormy Cromer and I'm good. Oh Lord, you about got me converted to one of those hats. Uh, I gotta say, although you, when you were sweating balls, I was thinking I don't know about that black hat, but I tell you, I don't have to worry about a sunburn. Oh yeah. Uh, so it was a blast. We were we weren't there very long, but we had a we had a good time. Oh yeah, it was. Cool. It, it worked out good just because we're uh, Amy and I are getting a house and and uh, trying to get that taken care of. And it was Amy's mom's birthday, so even though I wanted to to stay, I'm like, well, that way these guys can get out of here too. But um, it did it did happen quickly. But for a little background, we've had Bart on here before, but uh, Bart was um, kind of um, oh I. <sighs> I, I didn't watch very many hunting videos growing up, but um, before I even met, I met your brother first, Clay, and then obviously met you later. But you had videos, um, and you were you guys were hunting goats and caribou and sheep and everything else known to man. And you've hunted all over North America. You've guided for uh, everything from stone sheep, caribou, moose, mule deer, all kinds of stuff. And then you kind of, I don't know, maybe not pioneered, but you definitely paved the way for a lot of guys as far as facilitating people going down to uh, to Mexico for hunting too. But kind of go into some of that. Yeah, um I have to say, first off, that was, I don't know why in life you get dealt a hand, you get dealt. I got dealt a really lucky hand being born where I was born. With the family I was born into and the opportunities growing up in the southeast corner of BC. And, um, you know, got to grow up pretty wild and free. I mean, we had a lot of cousins come up, so we had other kids to play with. We had mountains to climb, rivers to swim in, rivers to fish in, um, trees to climb, forts to build. And we had everything. So we're really really fortunate and you always thinking your other kids are you're missing out and other kids have got so much but we had everything and um it just led to um really my brothers and i with really high confidence and a bunch of our cousins and there's many of us in the family in the business now um yeah and just opened up the doors to run and go and you know i was lining up my first cougar hunters you know twisting my father's arm when i was 16 to take him out and of course go with him but I was the dog guy behind it. You know, I, I don't know. Dogs was always in my blood. I started saving at five for my first dog. And it's just dogs are my passion really. And, um, yeah, I just started running trips and running from legally when I was 19 on, I was running cat hunts. And then my brother Cam and I, we ended up in the Chilcotin from 25 on. We were doing that. And in Mexico, first time I was down there, I think it was 23 or 24. And I was there like, I've been there like, 20 years taking people down and have some really good outfitters down there that I work with and um, yeah just keep the whole whole thing going having fun living life and um, enjoying it but um, I look forward every year to getting back you know I got a lot of sheep a lot of moose caribou deer whatever everything but as soon as I get to put the dog box in the truck and throw my dogs in there I have to say that's probably when I'm at my happiest really is um it's, it's, I got some comments back, you know, guys are like, oh, the dog hunting is not for me. And I got to say, people that say that, I don't think have done it because uh, 
there is something. Well, you see how excited I get when you drop one hound and you drop another hound and you release Cinder. Watching oh. those dogs work, it's uh, it's addictive. I, I gotta say, like, I'm thinking, shit. I wish I could get more tags. <laughs> yeah, it's so addictive, and and people don't realize why I love it the most is it's the most challenging after out of all these hunts. Sheep's cool. Sheep's easy. And I've been there on the mountain a ton. I've walked the miles. So, guys, I'm allowed to have an opinion on this. Sheep is cool, <laughs> but sheep is easy. Okay? Dogs, the challenge to build up a good working team of dogs where you don't have to jump, dump 10 or 20 of them. I like to dump a handful or work with a handful. If I could make a law, I'd have it capped at four dogs. I really would. Um, but it's just it's a neat challenge to take these dogs, raise these dogs, train them get them to work and uh, be a part of their success and make it part of your success. It's, um, you know, you, you think you have an opinion on it until you run it for years and, and you've had your dogs die on you, your buddy, your partner die on you. And, uh, um, you know, had the wins and losses, had them make mistakes, be gone for days, you know, dig them out, have all the frustrations of having the wrong, run the wrong way. That's my favorite. Jeez, that one, <laughs> my brain. That one we uh, actually the, when we dumped on the second bear one of the dogs ran the total opposite direction and then he was just so yeah. intent he got right on the track but he got where the bear came from he ran backwards and then uh they got him and he ran and got right in the mix but yeah i could see you pulling your hair out thinking jesus you dummy get over here oh yeah you get you get bragging about yourself you think yeah i'm, I'm doing really good really good and you and a bear goes one way and your whole pack goes the other way and you're sitting there looking, yeah, I'm a professional. <laughs> I do this for a living, I'm a professional. Oh, shoot. One thing I want you to talk about, because people don't understand the, the, the cool thing about dogs, when I say cool thing, as far as what, what people really don't get is with those dogs and the experience you have, you can let out or not let out the dogs on whatever you want. And you're going, obviously, well, talk about as far as measuring the tracks, what you're looking for, so on and so forth, both on dogs and or cats the and secret, bears. Yeah, the secret, I know what you're shopping for, the secret to... How do you know what to let go on and what not to let go on and where at, right? And uh, shopping through those those bears because yeah, if you have a track, it's great. You can just measure the width of the track and get you know four and three quarter inches across the track plus it will be a bore. Um, and if you're if you're under four and three quarters or just scratching out, you're going to be dealing with a sow. In in most parts, most of British Columbia. Now I haven't I haven't chased them in eastern Canada. I mean, you can have some variation for what part of North America you're in. So you got to learn your animals in your area. And then I, you know, I like to look for a hind foot that's measured around that eight inches long and, and better. And then you have really solid bears. But if you don't have the tracks, then you have to know what time of year you're hunting and where you're hunting, right? And um, you, you look for the, the flats, the low, uh, lowland flats, like the boars themselves, like the lock up in those areas, right? And avoid the avoid the slopes and avoid the big ridges where the sows and cubs like to live. They live on the steeper slopes for protection and the bigger trees for getting their cubs up. And um, so those two things can, you know, bleed together and be within a few hundred yards of each other. Yet there's a, a boar and sow over there and sow and cubs over there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of structure to their their lifestyle systems, right? Now, once June comes along, these big boars will drift up and go through those sow and cubs areas, try to kill cubs and try to find sows. It gets pretty unruly, right? But on a whole, you know, you learn your your areas, and if you don't have tracks, you can roll the dice in certain strikes in certain areas to pick up more big bears. And once you learn that uh, topography and what to look for, you sort through making mistakes and end up on little bears. You sort through it a lot and do well just like when you were coming back with roger and you picked that one spot to stop at right and um and how many strikes did he deal with and then he stopped in that one area and um that's purely because it's a traditional spot and it worked out right so um what about that first bear how beat up he was that one you got with roger yeah well we driving back it the dogs will, you know, bark on different things, and we just happened to stop on the one, and we got out and found the grass trail, and 
uh, you know, Roger said, well, it looks pretty good. You know, let's let, let the dogs go. And, and the bear was right there. And, uh, they let, let the dogs out and, um, we drove down the road kind of paralleling where the dogs were. And, uh, I spotted it and I, and it was, <laughs> it was a, what we were looking for is a cinnamon bear. And I'm like right there. And I said, man, I, I said, it looks about six foot. And Roger said, yeah, maybe a little better somewhere in that neighborhood. And, um, then we, we noticed that it was four colors, uh, you know, and I'm like, man, uh, and Clay's like, you got two tags, right? And I'm like, yeah, he goes, you need to shoot that thing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man, let's, let's go. You're, uh, obviously brothers cut from the same cloth I am. And so, cause we're, we, I know you and I were looking for a, a, like the second one, a real old, old, old bear. So we cut around the corner and, uh, I'll just say, I, I will say one thing I'm impressed with as short and squatty as your brother is, he can move through the woods pretty good, same as you. Um, yeah. But Roger is on a different level, uh, same with Davis. And they took off, and I consider myself to be a fairly fit individual, and it's everything I can do to stay behind them as they're running to, to get in front of this bear. And we, we get right on it, and... Uh, I mean, I look at it and I thought it was rubbed, but it was just four different colors. And so I'm trying to get a shot at it, but the dogs are in the way and it takes off up the hill. And honestly, the first thing in my mind was, shit, I don't know if I can keep up with Roger running up this damn hill. And uh, I sprinted right behind him. I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. And we get up there and they, it, uh, they tried to climb a tree. And I don't know if it just didn't want to climb or it was too fat. It got a little ways up and basically did a Peter Pan coming out of the base of the tree and uh i hit it right there and i made a good shot on it and it was your brother was right behind me it was pretty freaking cool man the only problem was is um after the shot it uh climbed about 20 feet up in a tree and died <laughs> and davis <laughs> oh, had to climb geez. the tree oh that's funny jeez i mean yeah i kind of sorry i missed out on that one but um i was looking out looking for a dog and um I want to I want to dive into that a little bit, Aaron. Um, you know, a lot of people heard about uh, British Columbia closing with the grizzly bears, right? Yeah. And uh, so, in that country where I'm at, when I was when I moved in there 20 years ago, there was no such thing as a grizzly bear track. You never seen it, and um, wasn't a wolf track. And now, every corner we go around and have a strike, the first thing we got to think is: is it a grizzly or not? And even that day there, we're working on that big black boar, right? Mm-hmm. And the track we wanted, and we take a little side road, get down there, working on the trail, and boom, we smack into, oh, we got the big we got the big black fresh, right? Boom, what do we end up on? We end up on a grizzly bear. And so then once you're on a grizzly bear, then you got to let it play out and let your dogs play out, and then stand back and call them until they come, right? You can't get so tight. And uh, the thing is, there was never grizzly bears there now, and we got an epidemic of those things sweeping across our province. Well, we hit, what, probably we were, eight eight tracks that one day from a grizzly? Oh, my gosh. And then everybody, we have these little meetings up here where everybody's like, so I want, uh, we had one this year, write down why, um, where, what's happening to our ungulates and what do you think's affecting them. Well, get out of the office, walk a day in the field. That's all I got to say. We have a predator epidemic. I mean, it's good for me. I'm in the predator business, so I'll just keep keep hunting them. But um, it's not a – I know everybody likes to claim climate change, this and that, making the caribou disappear, blah, blah. Oh, just set up, set back the wolves and grizzly bears and oh, watch what happens. You'll have animals again. You'll have Jack O'Connor times. But anyways, I won't go too long on that. I'll get back to the black bears and stuff, but <laughs> – it's it's always risky because you know what happened that day when they were sitting walked in to see what we were dealing with would the bear do it charged but they were far enough away and the bear turned off right but it's uh, how would you like to send you know be the one responsible send Roger and Davis and Dalman or Dennis or Wyatt into the bush and say hey boys um, good luck hope you don't die but find out what, what we're dealing with there <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the problem we gotta uh, I mean, they're everywhere, and like, um, what is there, 20 different ranches out there that we're dealing with, and their baby calves are getting munged like crazy, and um, they, hate, they hate bears. They hate them, and they're justified in hating them because it's, it's hard on them, that is, sex them. 
But um, well, those cattle are dealing with mountain lions, grizzlies, and black bears and wolves. Yep, they do. And the grizzlies and wolves are hard on them. I know Texas, they have Arizona, they have a lot of troubles with mountain lions with the cattle. We don't. I don't know why they they don't hit them so much here, but they hit the wild horses really hard. And um, but they don't mess with the cows here too much in the mountain lions. So there's like different ecosystems. You have different results. I, I will say that. And um, I've looked for it, but I haven't. I haven't really confirmed a mountain lion cow, cow kill in that area. But I know the rest of the United States where there's mountain lions, they deal with it all the time. So. Um, it's, I, I can't explain it, but that's that one. But the wolves and the grizzly bears, they munch it. And the black bears, they munch those calves like crazy. Yeah, crazy. oh, yeah. So, well, go, while, so we're, while we're talking with the black bear, just because people were like, hey, was this, uh, you know, bait? Was it spot and stock? Was it dogs? Was it a tree? And I didn't want to answer because trying to explain a walking bay up on that, that second bear specifically is where I got most of the questions, what a walking bay up was because it, it truly like to for me to explain it is you're strategizing where the bear is going to go, getting ahead of it predicting what travel corridor it's going down as well as obviously with the the collars and the GPSs and then setting yourself up for a shot. But um, yeah. kind of go into what you're looking for because when you know it's a big bear, uh, you know what the dogs are doing, what the bear's behavior is, kind of talk about that and how you can read that. Well, what we look for is, you know, if we say if we don't, we have a trail or a strike and we feel it's in a good zone, nice flat spot or a swamp system near there, right? Or right in the middle of the mother cows and the calves and we get a strike. Um, we let we let, turn the dogs out and we're looking for the chase to slow down pretty quick, right? When the chase slows down, you usually have a bigger, older bear and you have a good idea, a good feel for it. And then we try to get around and, and find some, some area. The first time we get close, we just want to see what we're dealing with, what kind of bear we're dealing with. And that's our first goal. We're not thinking try to kill it, try to get it, anything. Just to see what kind of bear we're dealing with. And then after that, the bears usually slow down, and then they, they go into this old walk. They'll go into a stroll that's faster than we can jog through the bush. But it's a good stroll, and then they start covering some country. And then um, we're trying to get up ahead and slip in and, and cut them off ahead because... Um, you can't come up the backside and catch them. They're just too fast, right? You end up running through the trees like you did after Roger, <laughs> which is pretty difficult, right? Well, I, I got to uh, interrupt here real quick because you looked at me after that f- second bear and were like, you can kind of see why I worry about certain hunters specifically. Like, if you don't have coordination and balance, meh. You may have some problems tripping, running through knee-deep grass with logs crisscrossed. <laughs> if you can't shoot under pressure... Eh, it could end up a shit show. There's a lot going on or in the middle of all this, and you have to be able to make conscious decisions, not stab yourself with your broadhead, run like an idiot through the woods, not trip and fall. There's a lot going on, and I can see why you... Go ahead. Wasn't it one of the coolest experiences of your life? Oh, I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop as long as you let me keep coming up. I, I did, yeah. When we... T- <laughs> do it, now, you got to know Bart... He gets excited, right? And so, and not stupid excited, just excited. And we're running up and down the hill. He's like, it's going up, it's going up. Let's get up here. You got to get a lane. There's a lane right here. There's a lane right here. So I'm getting ready, and he's like, it's going down, it's going down. I don't think people realize how much running is involved. You know, they think dogs are easy. Well, I mean, that that second bay up wasn't bad because that bear was so old, but we still probably ran up and down that hill like six, seven times. And then we got down in the creek bottom. Bart's like, come on, come on, come on. Wait, wait, go back, go back. Just because you can't predict exactly what the bear is going to do. So uh, it's an adrenaline rush. I liked it. It, it is. And you know what? You got a, you got down that, that strip there off that bank, and you got an arrow into it through the limbs. Think of how you turn, you know, uh, change the shape of your body, really, to get down. Oh, I looked like I was taking a shit. Limbs. when I, I looked like your brother yeah. shooting. <laughs> <laughs> go longer in a hurry and I mean we got that bear you know within the hour but um it could it could have went five it just starts going back down that canyon through all that willow all that brush you could be coming close to trying to get a shot all day and then hiking hills and it can get long right we were probably what 15 yards from losing it right there because uh 
In fact, yeah. I think you were already nervous, and I could see windows. Well, and... I was already doubling. I was already doubling. <laughs> I didn't think you were getting shot off. Well, I was already cutting silos, and that's what missed the. the that's why Dalvin missed the video because I did down, and he started to turn. And he missed that first shot. I got the deepest, dirtiest glare you've ever seen. <laughs> he, got, he got the second shot, but what Bart's talking about is it's we're up, we're up on top of the cut bank. It's in the creek bottom, and there's willows uh, everywhere, and I'm looking for a window, and I'm. You know, you want to have the wherewithal or the foresight to look ahead. And I look to the right, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I've I've got 15 yards before the jig's up. We're we're lap, we're not going to be able to get a shot at this bear." So I I look and I read the windows, and there's one that I'm like, "All right, if I duck down a foot, which is why it looked like I was taking a shit." So I'm hunched over, squatting down. And I'm like, "Okay, I can go over this branch and duck under that one and just I mean, you heard it. You were like, oh, I mean, I hit the honey hole. I'm like, I hit it. That bear's dead, except it got up and came at us. But it, <laughs> it, it would have killed it. <laughs> yeah. So it was dying. So it kind of sounds like it's uh, it can be unpredictable whether the bear runs a little bit and you catch up to it or you're running all day after those things. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and uh, you think, oh, I got this bear, and, you know, we got it handled. And then it's another hour goes by, then another two hours, and all of a sudden you're dealing with eight, nine hours, and you're like, okay, I don't know whether to get it, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes they'll dive into another big hole and be gone. And I had a rifle hunter earlier this year, and it was our last ditch, last hopes, and we ended up in the river, and we ran down off and got in some steep, shaly, crumbly rock, and and he's very good with a a rifle, and uh, shot downhill uh, 250 yards, and boom spanked it but it was like the last little opening going through these trees and then it's over this next little hump and gone for a long ways and um yeah and that's with a rifle it doesn't matter rifle or bow um it's you know it's difficult and with a bow it's especially recurve it's going to be another level of difficult right and um you just got to work hard and you put more effort like doing that hunting you put more sprint effort like burning your lungs than most other hunts, right? You're like pushing it, and then you go from zero to eighty in a hurry. It's just, it's cool. It's cool, Frank. You like it? Yeah, it 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 is one of the cooler hunts I've ever been on. Um, and I, I, we were the first shot I took on the first bear was I don't know ten feet or so. It was close, and that second bear probably what the first shot was maybe fourteen, fifteen yards, and the second one was yep. coming a lot closer than that. Um, but, it, the, you know, really the shot wasn't difficult as far as the distance. It's how much crap was in the way. But we also had been sprinting down that trail. Your heart rate's running. You've got the dogs around, and you've got every – got to be able to think ahead is what you – got to be able to instinctive shoot. Yeah, you definitely got to do that. There was no clicker pulling did through. You, uh, did you cut no. your, did you cut your really, sleeves off? You know what's good that you <laughs> – Sorry, go ahead, Frank. I was asking Aaron if he cut his sleeves off because he was running so much. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when we were coming down there, Bart had his vest on, and I was like, oh, shit, that's a mistake because I was, I, I don't know about you, but I was sweating balls, man. It got hot quick when we were chasing it because, you know, you go from, like he said, zero to 80. We sat there in the truck watching the GPS to a full-on sprint up a hill, climbing logs and deadfall to back down the hill. And next thing you know, I'm breathing hard. My lungs are burning. I'm sweating like crazy. And I'm like, huh, this got exciting real quick. Good Lord. Yeah, I can promise you, Aaron, there's a few of my buddies around here that are going to listen to this podcast, and they're going to laugh their ass off. I talked to the last comments you just said because they've been there. <laughs> well, the thing, if you, if you look at it, um, I mean – when I'm around you or your your brother, right? I'm I'm pretty much all ears all the time. It's a good it's a good place for me to learn, right? I'm doing things either I haven't done or you guys just flat out have more experience than I do. And when you, I mean, the cool thing about you or your brother, um, when you guys don't have the experience, you'll just say, I don't know, what do you think? And when you do, you know, I don't need to say anything. I just sit there and listen. So I wish I would have recorded more the lingo because. It's a whole different lingo. You guys have a whole different language when the dogs, you know, for people that don't understand, like, like immediately you let it out and you're like, oh, shit, it's on the bay up already. This is an old bear. That's an old bear. And I'm like, do we go after it? And you're like, no, no, we got to let it play out. And I'm like, all right. And then you're watching the GPS and the windows are down. You're listening to the dogs. 
One of the cool things yeah, was... To, you know, listening to the chase, the land, the everything, I'm looking at, assessing the everything in my mind. Because you sprinted so, down to the hillside once because you saw an opening of, you wanted to get eyes on the bear. And you were trying to yeah. run down, seeing ahead of time where you thought the bear would come so you could look at it. Um, and then we sprinted back to the truck, drove around, crossed that river, got on top, and we can hear. And now you're like, okay. And it makes total sense to me. You're like, the wind's going this way, man. We can run up and down this. We're not going to get winded. We're good. And so you're keeping in mind the wind as well because you don't want to obviously have the the bear smell you when you're getting ready to shoot it because that's not going to pan out. So you're keeping all those things in mind, listening to the dogs. There's a lot goes to it more than what people think. There is a ton goes goes with it. And, you know, the wind is the wind's more crucial than the visual on those bears. They're... They're more forgiving on a visual than they are the wind. The wind just hits their nose or out of there. They can turn from those old bears they think are don't have much energy to, you know, their back legs are hitting their ears. They can just <laughs> dig in and go. So, um, yeah, you have to, um, there's a lot of sesame, you know, we use a lot of lingo that I can't even think of right now to say because it's just in the heat of the moment and you have your own made-up words for different situations, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, it's true, and with a little Canadian slang in there. Um, but it's, you know, to, to know the difference between the bay ups, the walking bay up, or a trotting bay up, they're starting to look at it now. Or, you know, like Cinder's up, is, um, you know, uh, a lake at uh, Spitz kind of dog, right? So if you all of a sudden you hear them, if he's going into like a house dog bark or a yip, you know, the yip, he's getting eyes on him, but he's still moving fast. He goes to the house, dark bark. The bear just planted and made a stand and turned and probably run him. And, um, you know, there's there's lots to see what's going on. If you have a fast race and if you look at your GPS and all of a sudden the dog does a quick double back and then forward again, you know that the bear's running, but it's not going into a walking motion. It just stopped and turned back on the dog. So at least they're getting eyes on it, which is a sign of whether it's probably a bigger bear or not. And, um, you know, whether the other dogs are catching up, your slower dogs, it's knowing your whole pack and what they do too, right? And, um, um, yeah, we had a... Well, and you were... You, know, you can... I, it, I just, I'm only interrupting because what I saw yeah. is you, you're calling it out like... Um, like a quarterback, right? You're calling it out. You're like, oh, Cinder's ahead. He's got 230 on him. Or Cinder's caught up, and the yeah. the Cinder dog isn't isn't a hound dog. And so you can, you'll can you know how quick, and you did the same thing on the mountain lion hunt. You knew once Cinder got ahead that that cat, you said that cat will be in a tree inside of a minute. What and are, sure as shit it was. What are, <laughs> what, are the, uh, what are the different breeds you got? Well, the, the, we have the Spitz dogs. A Spitz dog is any real pointed-eared dog, right, hunting dog, more like the Russians and the Scandinavians dogs. And um, They're awesome you have dogs. Hound, which is the hanging-ear, cold-nosed, right? Um, Spitz dogs are hot, hot-nosed hot dogs, so they don't trail, although that cinder dog does strike pretty cold sometimes. But you need, your, you, need your, you need a good combination of hounds for cold trailing and digging and doing, and then the Spitz dogs are handy for a finished dog, right? And, um, um, well, Frank, you're just going to have to come and see. I can't sit here and tell you everything about it. <laughs> it truly, like, I love watching both uh, Trigger, the, the Krillian, and Cinder. When they get out of that box, one, you can tell they, they love what they do. Um, one, two, don't be in the way of the box. I've made that mistake when you open the door. <laughs> um, mow you over. Oh, Trigger fucked me up bad. He came <laughs> out of that box once like an idiot. I was in front of it. You were laughing your ass off, Bart, when he yeah. hit me. But that cinder dog is so freaking fast. Like he literally yeah. is a literally a streak of lightning coming out from behind those and so you're looking at the gps and you're calling it out you're like oh cindy cinder's 230 oh he passed him oh cinder's got him he's ahead by whatever that's telling you what the scent is that fresh and they're right on top of them because once the 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 krillian or the cinder dog i call him cinder because that's his name passes them the scent is so fresh he's got his head up and it's just lofting right is that how that works yeah, and he can just run it in the air. He doesn't have to put his nose down. And which the hounds can run it, run it by that point in the air too, but he's a little faster on the sprint, right? And um, and if I throw him out too soon and the scent's not on a jump or it's cold scent still, he's going to blow by those hounds, and I can see the hounds take their own line, which is the actual trail. And I might lose him by one or two miles <laughs> out casting. So. Or he could be out for the day. So 
last year I missed a one on a cougar situation and we picked him up 30 kilometers away so you know the 18 air miles away he got to see a lot of the <laughs> nature that day <laughs> easy went checking he went looking for something that was too cold it was too cold for his nose to work he just like i'm going looking so i think he ended up on a wild horse i don't know do you guys ever put yeah. uh gopro cameras on the dogs yeah we do we got some really cool gopro footage that will blow your mind if you've seen it i concur yeah yeah i bet that would be pretty cool yeah yeah, it's some it's some great stuff. So um, uh, I don't do it. Depends on my train because it's it's hot on the dogs and if it, it can hang up on the dogs, right? The best that they use to hold the cameras. So uh, I do it. I do it some, but I don't make the habit of doing it all the time. So a lot of the, um, like Robert Solomonson from Sweden that comes over all the time with me. He likes getting some GoPro footage. So we'll do it a couple a year over here and he's now that he's here in the hunting the, the, the hot country he sees it too he, he knows that we can't do it all the time and uh, it's a good balance we just decide hey we're going to try on this better day and we have a dog back usually it's because we have a certain dog back that's going to work for the camera that gets in there and um you don't want your tightest dog you want a dog that you know it's kind of a drifter dog that sits back there about you know 20 feet 30 feet and um then they can capture the scene otherwise We've had someone, if you put it on a dog like Cinder, you get a bear's tail the whole time. It's not too good footage. <laughs> how, how, too how, interesting. how old do you think that second bear was? Oh, it's way over 20. That is an ancient old bear. So, um, yeah, and it's still <clears throat> where we drove back from camp, like five minutes, ten minutes. And the reason it's that close to camp and all those years, the bear's not living that close to camp. They come through there, they travel so much, right? And um, probably got kicked out of its old zone. Another bear pushed it out, so it had to go on a walk. And, um, yeah, it's old. Well, I was wondering, because you could hear the dogs, like, yipping every now and then, like, kai and I'm like, huh, and so I look at them over, and then we realized the bear really didn't have any teeth, so there wasn't much damage it could do if it got a hold of them, because they no, were just we nubs. so lucky there, because it was catching dogs. <laughs> hear them yipping, and the teeth that mattered were gone, so. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, that was, that was pretty cool. And I got to say, you've got a crew with you. Um, the, uh, uh, like I call them the redheads, but, um, yeah. Den- Dennis isn't a redhead, I guess, but, um, the, the, o- the Oilers, um, you've got a pretty tight knit group, which you really has got to make your life way easier having that kind of group that's working for you and kind of handling things. Oh, oh yeah. Like Wyatt Gentles, he phoned me, um, He's a First Nations kid from across the Dog Creek. He phoned me at 13 years of age and started working with me at 14. Now he's getting married here at the end of the month, and he's 26 now. And his life so, is um, over now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then the older boys say, well, you know what? It's funny. We'll go back to the videos again, Aaron. Made those videos, and, and both these these guys have all contacted me through the videos. So if anything, that's what the videos have, have done for me. They put good people in my life. And... Um, you know, then the the, the older brothers there, the whole groups of them. Um, and uh, uh, Roger and and Dalman actually work for me right now. Davis and and Dennis, or we can't get rid of them because they're, they're they're sticking around, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like watching these guys all grow up and develop, and you know, I yes, I've helped them learn some things and get started, but they knew a lot coming in, and um, so it's, it's a good team. And all you know, they just went. We're, out to Bellacoola fishing there with Wyatt for their, his stag party so that everybody gets along and has good chemistry. And that's what counts. It's, it's team. It's not an individual. You right down to your dogs and your people. It's a team of pe- everybody working together. No one, there's no jealousy or animosity. It's just like, you know, let's help each other do well. And, um, yeah, you can have your days where you're pissed off, right? Because we're all intense people. Like, we're intense hunters. Passionate people will have you know, down days for sure. But everybody picks up and rolls on. I, I tell you, coming, like if you put uh, Dolman and, and uh, Roger against most kids their age from down here, uh, they're going to eat them up and shit them out. Those kids are tough, yeah. tough kids. And I, I'm actually, I'm sending a bow up to, to Dolman, but Dolman for not really having... Um, like an athletic background in the sense it's not like he was going to football camps or having like no. uh training 
he's pretty freaking physically fit. I mean, he genetically is is pretty amazing as far you know, no homo. Um, but he <laughs> he's a pretty fit kid. And then his, his Roger for being a string bean. I mean, they're just tough. You throw a pack on them and they go. No complaining, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, they're they're good dudes. No, they're they're mentally tough too, right? Oh fuck I yeah! Mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Mom, you've seen me. I'm not built like. Uh, I'm not going to be on uh, no men's fitness journal magazine for a picture, <laughs> but uh, my brain can outdo other people. That's what your mental toughness is number one, and your physical is number two. And uh, that's um, it, it, I don't know. People don't realize how much if you're raised when they always said don't mess with a country boy. That's what they're getting at. It's just there's some mental toughness there that an exposure that other people haven't experienced, right? And, um, there's the, there's the difference, right? Um, I don't know. You deal with a lot of different people and I guess, the, the, I mean, being in the military is the same way. There's some people that absolutely should just rock it and they don't. And then some scrawny kid that you underestimate will do things that blow your mind. Right. So, um, it's all the, all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those kids definitely, I mean, even, uh, I don't know, uh, Davis just helping out. I mean, I think he's pretty freaking young kid, and he's you know, sixteen. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't really talk much. Uh, that's to mm-hmm. say, really none at all. <laughs> but he gets after it. And he's super calm and mellow. You know, doesn't really say anything. Anyway, when that bear oh, went yeah. up in that tree, I'm like, we got to get the power saw, boys. I ain't climbing that thing. That's way too up, far up there. And he's kind of looking. At it. He's like, oh, I think I can make it. And. Uh, <laughs> When he's climbing back down, your brother's trying to hand him a T-shirt. He's like, when your dumb ass comes down that, you're going to start shinnying. And when you do, your forearms are going to be raw as shit. Put this on. He's like, oh, I'm okay. And then, you're, you know, your brother is. Then, then he's like, oh, yeah. no, you're putting it on. I'm laughing because I'm thinking, Jesus, there's no way in hell I'd climb that tree. I mean, there wasn't a branch for 15 feet, and he made it up that freaking yeah. tree. Yeah. You just went for it and got it, eh? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, super funny. fun. Yeah, that you was a good time. Davis there two days ago, just before I left camp, when we finished some stuff around and I had all the crazy pups out. But he wore that archery target out with his recurve. We're in camp. Like, no one's around, right? I'm doing my thing. And um, no one's out. He's out there for over two hours plucking arrows in there. And he's 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 punching arrows in there at in that center target at 30 yards consistent. I'm watching them, and even one of them, he stuck it like you couldn't draw an X, make a per- better bullseye, and he stuck it at 30 yards. And he even stopped and stared a little bit and looked over at me and goes, "Ooh!" <laughs> I would laugh. I yeah, laugh. All, I guess all those kids have like super good hand-eye coordination. Every one of them does. Oh yeah, they do. And uh, Dennis is the Dennis is the, the dark-haired one to see, or he sees the little things that are missing or happening all the time, right? And they're just very quiet in their approach, but, you know, that whole bunch of them don't even know how famous they are yet, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have guys that comment, you know, when I go up and hunt with you and they'll ask about the the older brothers or whatever, so they definitely, you know, and they don't really get, nor do they want maybe the attention or the, um, the justice they deserve as far as their, I'd say prowess, but, I mean... What would you say, Roger? How many bears has he been? How many animals has he been on at the ripe age of what, twenty-two? Oh, man, he is flying because he's got the <laughs> opportunity right now. Um, I, man, they're on sixty, eighty bears already this spring, and um, yeah. the last few years have been seen that way. But I mean, they're probably they're probably approaching that five hundred marker already on bears. So, so just so people, because people get enamored by the amount of animals that I get to shoot, trying to quantify what you, well, you and your brother and the Oilers, like everybody, the amount of animals, what you guys see, meaning not just what you see as far as what the animal's doing, what gear works, what arrow, what broadheads, what a hum, what human nature does. You showed oh, me a video of a guy are... reloading three times, didn't fire one fucking bullet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you just opened a page for me that I love, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to pick a, 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 a – well, you're sending me up a recurve, and that's yeah, – I'm going to start shooting some animals, laying some down for the simple point. Because everybody sits, gets up here, and they're, they're, all, they're all experts on, on archery. And, yeah, I can't talk archery lingo, but I can tell you what kills and what doesn't kill, what makes stuff die and what doesn't make stuff die. 
and um, and I, I just get so annoyed with it, annoyed with it when people think because they ha- have a certain weapon, that's what you know makes them better or special. I always say sometimes, and, and I hope people get a little offended on this because I want them to. Is uh, bow hunters and fly fishermen on the same walk? They think they're so special. <laughs> it's I gotta, it, it, It's true. <laughs> It is, and it's, it's, but it's not. It's about living life and choosing to enjoy what you enjoy and making it work. Don't ever judge someone if they want to use hard tackle or a rifle. It doesn't make them less. It makes them different. And, um, and it's the same thing with, with, um, with archery, um, a compound guy to a recurve guy. Someone might enjoy a, a Richie Bland. I guided him for years. Like, man's a wizard with his compound bow when the pressure's on. Um, he can perform, and um, it doesn't. And you can perform with a recurve. It doesn't make one of you as weight better or less. Well, you can perform with a compound too. But you get what I'm saying. Is that at that moment, it's just choice or a 30/30 lever action rifle. If you put all three of those compound recurve and 30/30 on the rim of that hill where you shot your bear from, it's all a different flavor and it's all just a cool hunt. Yeah, and yeah. that's what um that's what's important and enjoy your whole experiences out there enjoy your life and and, um and don't judge others for their choices right they're out there enjoying it for their way and their style well there there was a post that tanner he's a he he's a buddy of ours he guides up in alaska and he was he made some smart ass comment about bow hunters have to get up there it might have been traditional shooters but i think it was bow hunters compound guys have to get up and fire practice arrows and pretty much making fun of them and I got tagged in it and you know how much I've, I've been able to help well I've been with you a bunch help out your brother uh I was like guys I can't deny anything of what Tanner's saying bow hunters can be a little bit more of a pain to deal with than than a gun hunter not to say gun hunters aren't a pain to deal with but you know you gotta as a bow hunter uh, this is speaking not from the the uh this is speaking from the do-it-yourself crowd when we when you do do it yourself, you have got to be ready all the time because it's all on your own. When you go up with a guide, you cannot expect a guide or outfitter to do everything for you. You still need to be able to shoot. Your shit needs to be dialed in. You can't show up and just expect an animal to be on the ground. And, and I know you've dealt with some doozies over time. You've had some good ones, but you've had some one specifically that I saw that you really want to just conk in the forehead. Yeah, yeah, they can be difficult and they don't... They don't, they don't get that figured out. But, um, and that's what I'm trying to say too, Aaron, is it doesn't matter what, if it's archery hunter or whatever, you're expected to conduct yourself a certain way and be respectful to other hunters, right? And that's the, that's the part that, that bugs me. And if you make a mistake, whether you shoot and miss an animal or you shoot your arrow and miss an animal, assess what you did wrong and don't hang up on it. Don't point fingers. Enjoy the world. We're out there for the passion of it and the love of it. Um, just enjoy your experience, no matter how you're doing it. And um, and that's 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 the people I love to guide, right? That's just like, if you would have missed that bear, we get to laugh at you. We, I don't even have to say much. I just get to smirk, and then you probably smirk back, shrug your shoulders, and away we run and go shoot again, right? Oh, well, I missed just I missed that goat, and that's what happened. I just shrugged it off and moved on. You, I mean, because yep. I remember you were like, oh, I thought you didn't miss anything. And I'm like, well, apparently <laughs> fucking not. I fucking missed that goat twice, three times. Exactly. Three. Yeah. But, but, but we, we know just, why. We know why, but you just deal with it. Yeah, well, as so. I say, move on and, and head back out. I, I You know, on the, the bear, um, you know, I, I just the way just for people listening to actually learn something, there's a lot of, I mean, and this is stuff you, you aren't paying attention to, but a lot of, uh, uh, I guess you could say form or, or styles of shooting. There's a lot of debate with that with the recurves right now as far as you saw where I pull through that clicker and shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why we're pulling through no fucking clicker when that bear ran by, right? I just gripped it and ripped it and no. shot instinctually. And, yeah. you know, there's no and you one... you weren't shooting a classic position either. Hell no. <laughs> <Right>? um, 
I was all squatted and hunched. Frank, you would have laughed. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not actually the pinnacle of uh, uh, like being flexible, right? I, I, I have enough. To, I, bending over is a problem. But with with people doing this, you got to be able to adapt. And you've talked about that a lot. Like you're not just going to have everything handed to you. And you're going to have shot situations where you might have to go a little faster than you want to or be in a bad footing angle or whatever. And you know, so I practiced a ton snap when I say snap shooting, instinctually gripping it and ripping it because you told me, hey, your shot shots are going to be sub 20, but they're going to be quick more than most likely. And that's exactly, well, it was quick enough. You didn't even think we were probably going to get a shot. We were running out of real estate. And no, I, we yeah, got it. And though. you pulled it. I, I didn't think you were going to get one through there, but you had a hole. I mean, you were a clear dog. Yep. Right. And that's what blocked you a couple times earlier was the dogs. But then you had, um, you have a window, and I, you know, that's the other thing is a guy when you're guiding a, a guy with a pole, I can't tell you when to shoot or not. You have to see it. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, and, and honestly, the, a few feet can be a, a world of difference. And I mean, the shot that I took, you would have thought five feet ahead and five feet after, I would have had the same shot. But that one specific shot where I double lunged him, I had a window that I knew my arrow would clear just from wa- watching the arc of it and, and it and it panned out. I mean, if that bear would have been six inches right or left, you saw the hole I went through, I would have oh, ended up. Yeah, you I think, would have been uh, ping pong balling it. You think shooting a recurve uh, in that instance where you had to hunch over was a was a uh, advantage instead of having a compound where you have to kind of shoot straight up and I down? Would have, I would have never killed either with a compound. 100% yeah. legit. Like, I had to shoot too fast. I, yeah, th- that I, one was I coming. Hundred percent. The only reason it killed those bears is a recurve. Oh, that that one with with your brother, where it was Peter panning out of the tree. I was breathing so freaking hard running up that hill, and well, Clay told you how it's like, oh, oh, and just ripped it off, and and uh, I can't. I got to anchor with a compound, center up the peep and the housing, and the same one with the second bear. I couldn't, I would have had to have stayed at full draw for so long, and there's just a lot going on where with this, I was at, you know, just standing there, fingers on the string, and the moment it it, it, it approached, I drew back. Now, the, the second shot on that, that second bear was just kind of uh, an assurance because it was coming at us, and I was able to get one in and put it down, but that was another one where it was a window, and when that window opened, I was able to get it you off where... It. I couldn't. I don't even think I could have reloaded fast enough and hooked on the release with a compound. Where with the stick, was that probably ten seconds between the yeah. two? It was quick. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say in my my thought process. What I see now, the recurves and that, and that's why I want to get one to, to play with on it. The recurve is probably the better bow for the hounds doing this than the compound bow. I mean, because the brush and the everything, you can just snap them off and. Um, yeah, you just got to be able to snap shoot, and you can do that with a recurve. And I think it's just going to be easier on the long run if you're very comfortable with a recurve to do it there than with a compound. Yeah, what I would. Say? I would concur. Yeah, I mean, I think like, um, you know, for example, Frank may have been able to, when it was in that creek bottom. If that bear would have stayed still, Frank would have been able to hit it where I couldn't have. The problem was is the bear wasn't staying still in that creek bottom. The distance, there was an opening, but it was moving. And so the distance thing where the compound might might be better is kind of out of the window because the chances of that bear staying still are pretty, I mean, obviously limited experience. They're not great to have a, a window of a shot past uh, you know, obviously limited experience again, but I can't imagine you probably shoot too many when you get in those close quarters at 30 that's open, 40 that's open, because it's so thick, yeah. the brush. Yeah, it, it is. And you have to get, you have to get, on, on average, you have to get tighter, right? Well, you said when but, we were uh, practicing, you were like, you might want to get, I was back at 40. You're yeah, like, yeah, you might want to get up by that truck tire, because that's about your <laughs> shot distance, which was like 12, 14 yards away. Yeah, it does that to you. I mean, I mean, ideally you can, I've had situations where you could, you know, run one at 40 yards, but it's pretty rare, pretty rare. You're, that's what makes the whole experience really, really, I don't know, unique. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I, sheep is fun. It's it's all epic. You're high mountains where it puts you in. Same like high mountain mule deer and all that's cool. And this is just another hunt that's, totally different than any of them it's got its own style its own thrill right 
Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of that, what, yeah. just so people know, what what all do you offer as far as hunts go for guys listening in? I mean, I, obviously, I know what you offer, but kind of go over a list from the moose and the bear and the predators and everything. Well, that that area down there, I have um, I have moose, bears, and cats, right, and mule deer, and I do all all those species, um, and then I just contract out for you know other species of moose, caribou, um, uh, sheep. Stone sheep, I can do doll sheep, I can do bighorn, but um, lots of times I refer the bighorn off and desert sheep, of course, the whole everything, the whole. Um, I, I haven't done, I haven't had the opportunity to do a lot of elk this way I've been placed in my life, but I've done a few and uh, it would be cool. Maybe I'll start an elk career now, Aaron. There you <laughs> go. Well, you're, well, that's not a bad idea. No, well, you're still young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, at cat hunts, cat hunting wise, um, for got people listening in, that's where obviously where I went. The uh, uh, you know a lot of people can shoot um, you know bobcats in different areas, some mountain lions, but um, the lynx is the big one that I you know not having that opportunity and seeing. That's definitely one. The lynx and the mountain lion. Um, that pretty pretty amazing and you guys um i mean you've you've shot some like 30 35 pound links haven't you we can we know my camp record before was 32 pounds and last winter we killed one that was 38 pounds and 36 pounds i was like where the heck and we came in the same year and um so yeah we can we can kill some just smokers that's what we're going to do with you this year I mean, Frank is going to kill something that's probably, like, just above a kitten. So I'm looking aim for him with 15 pounds. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you might think but, that's a uh, bad thing, but I'm all for we're it. Gonna, we're going to try to kill some big 30-plus pounders, like, go and shop through them a bit and try to find one of those great big suckers, right? And they're they're hard. We'll lay a couple of them down. And, uh, I mean, crack 9-inch skull. That's the goal in Lynx World, crack 9-inch skull. Well, and so, you're you're running those fun. links the same way, like you're you're uh well the I say the links, I mean the links, but and the mountain lion, the mountain lion, you can really get mm-hmm. precise as far as measuring the tracks, knowing exactly what yeah. it is, and and uh, before you even let out on it. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of measuring with that. I mean, if you measure hind heel two and a quarter inches, you got a tom, right? Um, those kind of things. I mean, you, and then the length of that hind foot, you can hit three and three quarters. Three and five eighths is a is a tom, but you hit three and three quarters, four inches, you got a dandy tom. You're hitting hinds long over four inches, then get ready. If you want to catch them, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool to, to you know you can identify what you're dealing with, so you don't have to mess with a bunch of females and stuff, right? So and um, but don't be mistaken, I'm not against taking an old female. Um, you have to take some too, but I, we, we aim for them and kill, kill some nice toms, four or five year old toms, right? You know, um, in the wild, not many, I don't think they age many toms past nine years old. It's pretty rare. Most are like four or five. I looked that, that up just cause out of curiosity, you were talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, when I got back and yeah, they, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, a cat's in its, uh, prime at four and five, isn't it? Four, five and six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're downhill after that. That is not a long life. I yeah. guess if you have to kill bigger things that want to stomp you into the ground all the time and then fight opposition that's just as quick and got five deadly claws on a foot the <laughs> same way. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Do you, um, for guys thinking about, uh, that are listening to this as far as booking with you, do you have openings for this winter for um, for any of the lynx or mountain lion or bobcat? Yeah, I do have a, I have a few openings there. I mean, there's a couple contracts guys haven't sent back. So there's um or, uh, end of November, first part of December. There's a couple there. So um, yeah, if they want to get a hold of me, it'd be great. Yeah, I, uh, unless, I, I unless can't. it's Frank, I'm still debating that one. <laughs> I, I can't encourage guys enough to to go up there just because it's so freaking fun. Um, and again, there is never. I've never been around any of your guys or you where there was a time where I was just like, man, I want I want to get out of here. Like it's always something fun going on. The food is good. Um, you know, there's there's yeah. not like a dull moment in this. Well, Letterkenny keeps everything like yeah. clean. Like every Ballad. yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Letterkenny watching uh, at night when you get back. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good one. No, if people want to come and have fun, that's the or the right approach. If you're stiff and starch, you don't bother. But if you want to come and enjoy the wilderness and, you know, even stop, take a photo shoot, um, see things, do things, encourage. And it's the same thing, too, as you're up there. Um, we have a program we do, but if you want to try different things, you say, hey, you want to go do that for a bit? Yeah, let's go do it. You know, there's there's lots of diversity, right? Yeah, because you can there's do... Views, there's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, there's some cool hike spots and stuff on the rims that I never even took you on yet that are um, super awesome photogenic spots that are like, wow, blow your mind. Yeah. So, yeah, well, there, there's lots. You can do you can do spot and stock bear as well. In fact, when you sometimes give yep. the dogs a break and you'll get up on those big cuts and, and do spot and yep. stock too. Yeah, we do. We kill a few spot and stocks. And um, as long as we know ahead of time, I mean, our dog is our mo- main focus, but... Um, yeah, we went out one night and killed two. Wyatt went one way and I went the other with Roger and we killed two big, beautiful big bears on spawn stocks. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, we, we do everything. We just have fun, number one. Enjoy it and um, just come and enjoy the whole experience then, then we're the people. And yeah, we always have a good cook. <laughs> yeah, I, Didn't I, lack for that. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on a detox right now because I ate too freaking much. What's the bread called? That Indian bread? Aaron, Aaron, when you're coming, I plan for three people. It's bad, I know. Good, <laughs> you just John. drink a bunch of maple syrup and... Well, oh, yeah. so here's the thing, right? Like, the food um, Claire cooked this time, and it was just like the way I was raised. It's it's not like, like crazy, crazy fancy. It's just good. So it's meat, potatoes, veggies, salad... Well, that says Snyder all over it. So I load up the potatoes and the meat and I eat some salad and I'm like, oh, that's good. And then I go for like seconds and then thirds. And then I'm thinking, my God, I just (laughs) ate 12,000 calories. And then breakfast is like the country boy's dream. It's a shit pile of eggs and bacon and sausage. And yeah, Yeah. you're you're definitely not going underfed. That's for sure. What, What is that called? Bannock, that bread? Bannock, yeah, Bannock's good, isn't it? Oh, I'm not going to shit right for a week. She, I, I, she <laughs> brought that out, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I had it with chili, and then I ate a piece by itself, and I'm like, oh, that's better without it's the good, chili. Jesus. And then I had another one, and then I threw one in my pack for when I was on the airplane, and I'm like, okay, I think five to six <laughs> pieces of Bannock might be a little too much in a four-hour period. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I know it. I know it, but it's bloody good, isn't it? So. Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, you have to try to structure your brain and keep it, keep yourself in check. I did pretty good this spring, actually. But, um, um, yeah, it can get get a runaway sometimes. I think on day three of the goat hunt, you stopped and said, hey, seriously, I did not realize when you said you were going to eat how much you were going to eat. Because I was like, oh, I don't eat that much, Bart. And then you were like. Oh, you're such a lying yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you just pound it. <laughs> I was eating triple-decker peanut oh, butter and God. jelly sandwiches. And he's like, dude, Jesus. we're going to have to cut the hunt short if you don't stop eating. Jesus Christ, you eat like three men. So, yeah, I may eat yeah. a little much from time to time. Oh, yeah. No, I bank on it now. <laughs> I get flattened. Snyder oh. says he doesn't eat much. He can get by. Yeah, he might be able to get by, but if he doesn't have to get by, it's getting pounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, well, yeah. well, man, is there anything else you want to add? We're hitting about an hour here. Anything else you no. want to talk about? No, I just want to wish everybody coming into the fall season to have fun and enjoy it. I mean, life is short, so enjoy your hunts and, um, you know, don't put too much pressure on you and don't try to judge animals and think you have to have the biggest in the world. It's about the whole experience and um, try to hunt for an old animal and if it doesn't try to hunt for an animal that makes you happy and that's all that's the only advice i have just enjoy it yeah and, well um, i definitely can't encourage guys enough to go uh go up and hunt with you well if you have a sense of humor if you're a pussy don't don't go up because you might not be able to yeah. take the razzing but uh uh, one of yeah. the coolest crews you could ever meet, and uh, some of the funnest hunts, and some some beautiful terrain. I, uh, we, well, we already got her locked up for next year, just for the the simple fact of the adrenaline rush and hanging out with uh, 
you guys. Oh yeah, it's going to be a blast. But it, it, it's like like you were saying about Frank there being so sensitive. I don't know what we're going to do. When he <laughs> like the least sensitive person <laughs> there is. You know, two uh, tissue boxes is like the Camp Max. And then after that, you know. Jesus. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I'm wondering if we stay too long, if Frank's going to come out, you know, with the A, you know, the. The little bit of slang, oh, the we Canadian can teach him slang. language. I mean, he's got to learn how to speak Canadian. He doesn't get it then. <laughs> we'll hammer it in there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, Bart, man, oh, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for everything. I appreciate uh, the, uh, well, the, the hunt was amazing. You bet. We're going to rock it again some more here in the future. So, And your dog's ordered. It's done. Oh, Amy's, Amy's excited. She was like, uh, what's it like? And I'm like, well, we're going to be busy for about a year and a half, but it's going to be fun. That, <laughs> I can't. I was looking at the, the bear photo with Cinder with me, and uh, yeah. dude, that dog goes from a maniac to the calmest, nicest, <laughs> coolest, lick your yep, face. Does. The only war wound I got from this trip was playing with the puppies, and one of them licked my snot. And was like, ooh, well, that was like, he bit my, oh, yeah, one of the puppies did because I was diving down in with him. He was like, that tasted, he didn't mean to. He was just like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Uh, Aaron comes in dripping off his beak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, one of the dogs got me. I was like, because uh, I was literally dove. Because what, you have seven pups with you? There's seven hound pups there and two of the Spitz pups, pointy your pups. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's nine of them restocking here. We're rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, cool, man. We'll tell the Oilers I said hello and Wyatt. And, uh, yeah, I can't, can't wait to get back up there this winter. All right, we'll see you guys later. And, Frank, in the future, you're mine one day. <laughs> I'm going to toughen up. Go <laughs> work on toughening up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start hammering right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, you guys have a good one. All right, All right take it easy, Bart.